We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. Plus, you can support college access and student access when you donate online to Roundup in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Good evening, and welcome to another episode Best friends with Nicole Pyre and Sashir Zamora. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Sashir. How are you today? I'm good. How was your day? Uh, my day has been pretty good. Um, I did a little voiceover. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> friends who have things in common. <laughs> okay. I imagine, <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine. Um, could you imagine ever talking like that for real? No, I could I would feel insane. And there are people in the world who talk like that naturally. It's true. Oh, boy. I had my tarot cards read last night. <laughs> and are you dying because of it? <laughs> yes. Um, so it was, like, really interesting because uh, I had my tarot cards read in... Um, where the fuck? Oh, New Orleans yeah. for your when we went down there for your special. And the guy was like, I don't really know. You really pulled some interesting cards. Did I don't you really- go to Philip? No. Okay. I just went to the man that was there. Mm-hmm. He was like, I can tell you what each card means, but they don't seem to really have a correlation. Also, you pulled everything upside down. Let's do it again. I pulled the cards again. They're all upside down. He was like, huh. I think you need to just like get some some away time from people and like just spend some time alone. And I was like, I paid $65 for someone to tell me to go to like Palm Springs. <laughs> and then um, a lot of times I pull card, like a lot of upside down cards. What does um, that mean? I don't know what that means. Um, I also cut the deck weird. I didn't realize that cutting the deck means you cut it like three times. I cut it like a hundred times. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. Uh, but so last night it was like, I'm a confident one person with a lot of masculine energy and people are attracted to me. And that was like in my past, but that like influences your future or whatever. And then my like current card was a heart with like a, a like a bunch of swords in it to signify that I'm going through heartache mm-hmm. and I'm sad. And then another card was a, uh, I need to feel sadness and feel my heartbreak in order to move on but the heartbreak's not my fault uh and then i got i pulled a lot of coin cards where it was like you know how to make money uh money is not going to be a problem for you which i was like that's nice um and then my future card was like um oh it was like monetarily i'm like good but uh spiritually i'm not solid Mm. uh and I need to acquire spiritual abundance and that I'm resisting moving on from things. And because I, you're supposed to have a question in your like brain. And you know, the question on my mind is always, uh, when, when will I find somebody? Will I ever find someone Is the person I found who I like going to be the person for me? And it was like, you, have to, it was like, uh, you're confident in making money. You're not confident spiritually. 
and you're resisting things. And I was like, well, I know how to make money. I just don't know. Like, I can't make someone fall in love with me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my friend who was reading my cards and her roommate were like, that's not it. That's not love. You can't look at it as making someone fall in love with you. You have to look at relationships as like, you learn something from someone and like your heart is open. And I was like, yeah, but, and then like, I was literally resisting in the moment. Oh, wow. And I got home and I was like, oh, hmm, this, a lot of this makes sense to me. So I wrote a letter to a couple gentlemen, like, including my dad, like, who've been in my life, who have affected me negatively. Uh, be, I, I put my dad in there because he's affected. I have daddy issues, you know, when it comes to romance. So I, like, wrote things that he did that affected my love life. And then I wrote a letter to a, a couple gentlemen and then uh, that felt good, and yeah. it felt like I was uh, releasing something. So I feel very good now about my love life. Yeah. Even though I'm still single, I know that this year I will find somebody. I, I just, I'm putting that out there. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to, like, just keep my eyes open spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I address the envelopes, but I didn't put stamps on them, and I'm going to put them in the post office. And just see what happens. I don't know. But won't they come back to you? No. I'm not going to put any addresses on it. I'm just going to put their names on the front. So oh, like, no addresses at all? Yeah, no return gonna, address? I'm just going to mail it. And wherever it lands, it lands. I don't know. I'm just putting my feelings on an adventure. Mm-hmm. What? I That's stupid. I on- You hate it. No, no, no. No, I was honestly so on board the whole time until you got to the <laughs> post office part. Well, I don't want to keep the feelings. I want to mail them out. Oh, why don't you just burn it or like rip them up? No, I think it's funnier to put it in a post office uh, little box and then maybe maybe the mailman will give it to someone with the... With that name? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone will read it who needs to hear it. Maybe it'll just end up in the trash. But, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe someone at the post office will go, there's no address on this. Uh-huh. It's just a man's name. Uh-huh. Men are dogs. I'm going to open this up, see what's about. Okay. And maybe they'll read it and go, oh, shit, these are my feelings, too. I should move on as well. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, you're going to really empower some post ladies. Maybe. Life. <laughs> maybe they'll read the dad one and be like, you know what? My dad fucked me up, too. Boop, boop, boop. Yo, what up, dad? You fucked me up. I don't know. All right. Or nothing could happen. Yeah. But you're not going to put your name on it. No. Okay. And then their real names aren't on it. Okay, good. I changed them. Yeah. Cool. To names that are close enough. So close. That's funny. Um, Yeah. Oh, and then last night was just like a pretty good night. Like I I felt good with my spiritual side, my feelings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Because I don't know how much I actually believe in tarot cards, but like they've, they've, been pretty on point with things yeah um and then my friend jason also had his pulled and they were so on point for him it was like kind of wild and then i had a pole dancing class last night my whole right side is very very fucking sore uh we learned how to do a peter pan spin Mm -hmm. which is so hard yeah i didn't know what it was until you showed me a peter pan spin as if is as if you were laying on the ground on your stomach with your legs spread but you're not on the floor. You're on a pole suspended in the air. Yeah. It was so hard. But then we did this around the world. But instead of completely stepping, you like put your thigh onto the pole so your legs are straight and you pull yourself up. It was really fun. Whoa. And that one I got pretty quick. Whoa. I was like pretty floored. Ooh, I yeah. can't wait to see it. It's very fun. Wait, I want to go back to this tarot card stuff. Oh, sure. Um, That sounded like a really great reading. Yeah. Uh. Do you have an idea of how to get more spirituality into your life? Um, I try to do mindful thinking when I'm upset. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm upset to just, like, take a break, breathe, and go, what's really making you upset? Is it the thing that's actually happening, or is it something that happened earlier and you're bringing it into this? Um, I think I spend a lot of time alone on the road, and I think... Well, I've been trying to work out while I'm on the road just so I do something that, like, releases endorphins or, like, makes me feel like I've accomplished something. And I think I need to do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I need to go on walks by myself when I'm in these weird places. Uh, I don't think it includes, like, because I... When I was in uh, out of town last weekend, I was like, oh, you haven't talked to anyone today. Uh, that's bad, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, that's not that bad. Um, maybe if you just, like, 
got one with yourself, you would feel a little bit better. I don't know. I think I need to be nicer to myself when I'm on the road. For sure. Yeah. Rituals are cool, too. Yeah. I mean, whatever you want, but, you know, some people like... like cutting the head off a dog or something and, like, <laughs> pl- uh, praying to Satan? Like a ritual. That is... That can be someone's ritual. I mean, like... um, I mean, not to be, like, L.A., but, you know, crystals or, like, putting your energy mm-hmm. towards something or... um. I don't know. I like make this like apple cider vinegar concoction every morning. And then, you know, you know this. You don't know this. I didn't know it was an every morning thing. Yeah. Apple cider vinegar, hot water. um, You trying to live forever or something? Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. You're trying to get out of here, but I'm trying to stay. I'm really trying to get out of here. I'm like, uh, I'll eat day old hamburgers and hopefully that's my ticket out of here. <laughs> Truly, you do live like you're trying to live forever. Why not? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to take care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm having a good time. Okay. I want to have it a little longer. I'm, uh, I'm now I'm trying to take care of myself just because, um, I feel like when you're unhealthy and you get older, like, life gets really hard for you. Yeah. Where you're like, you move too fast, and you're like, well, everything's broken. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just a bag of bones. <laughs> oh, no. My bag of bones oh, rattling. No. I didn't brush my teeth for 30 years, and now I only have gums. Oh, it's so hard to chew with just a gum. But easy to suck a dick. <laughs> The old prostitute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I were to become a prostitute, I would pop out all my teeth. Oh, God. I absolutely would, because then I'd be known as, like, the young gum. And <laughs> the young gum. And everyone would come from from mm-hmm. big and small towns. It's so wide. Do you think you would incorporate your gums with it? Like, do you, yes. like, like, rub the dick absolutely. with your gums? yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially around the sensitive parts on a circumcised penis. It's right under the head, right where the yeah. foreskin has been cut. We know because we watched a documentary on man, uh, circumcision. Oh yeah. And it was fully intense. It was really intense. And, maybe, and it also like totally explains why men are so crazy. Yes, because their first uh, memory is trauma. Yeah. Sexual trauma. Sexual trauma. Immediately. They get... They get pinned down. Yeah, they get. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I guess I don't know how I. I guess never it thought happened, about it because I know to. I call them brisks. A brie. Think, a brie. A brisk. Brisk. A, a brisk. Brisk. <laughs> no K. Brisk. Yeah. At a brisk, mm-hmm. the baby's held and sn- uh, and then they cut it. Mm. But in a hospital, they pin them down, like yeah. strap their arms down in like a star. And then do it. And, and the machinery they were showing was crazy. Crazy, like archaic. Yeah, like just like old school shit. And then... Like um, a can opener. One, the, the reason why they don't give babies like a sedative or put them under any sort of anesthesia is because they were under the impression... Uh, <laughs> oh, Josh, what are you pulling up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that first one, that's what they yes, use. Yes, isn't that nuts? The, what is it called? Uh... They were under the impression that babies clamps. scream and then stop crying because they don't actually feel the pain, but they stop crying because they go into shock. Yeah. Which is, uh, like, I'm not a mom, but, like, woof. I don't, yeah, I don't want my baby to go in shock yeah. immediately. And then, at the end of the documentary, they they top it off with a bunch of men trying to reclaim their foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> And, and not to laugh at them. I know, but, but they what just, a crusade to like. They need some rebranding, on. honestly. They, uh, a little bit. They need some like cool people to be yeah, on board. It was like a strange man in a rocking chair. He's like, I wear I wait on my dick for 10 hours a day. It takes a long time for the foreskin to come back. But you know what? I can jerk off and it's good for me. <laughs> it was so wild. And then there's that man who's like, I can come just by. The wind hitting my oh, foreskin. Oh, yeah, he was intense. He gives talks. Yeah, yeah, he, he does, like, TED Talks on, like, having foreskin, which just sounds like he's, like, bragging. I could come whenever I want. He's so wild. Josh, are you circumcised? I am. I'm Jewish, so. Do you hate being a producer? <laughs> Very invasive questions. I'm, 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 I'm ready for, for whatever. Okay, I think most men in America yeah. are circumcised. Um, you had never seen, we went to a fucking movie 
And there was an uncircumcised dick on the screen. And Sashir leaned over and went, what's wrong with it? And I said, what do you mean what's wrong with it? She goes, why? I know that's a penis, but why does it look like that? I said, you've never seen that before? And you said, no. I said, it's just an uncircumcised penis. And you, like, something changed in you. And you were like, oh, well, uh, but. And I was like, that's the foreskin. And you went, oh. And, and it, where does it go? And I was like, it just, it, when it gets hard, it, like, retracts. And you were like, retract. <laughs> it was really funny to see. I never You understand it. it all. I guess, yeah, I don't, and I don't know how I never saw it. I guess, it makes, because most men in America, I think, are circumcised. But not even, I never saw a picture of it before. I never saw a video of it before. Never in my life I saw it. And this was recent. This was, like, last year or something. <laughs> yeah, it was last year. I was like, I don't, I just don't know why it looks like this. <laughs> it was just so funny. <laughs> why? What's wrong with it? Why does it, why does it look like that? <laughs> just so quiet too. But um, <sighs> now I know. Now you know. Now, now you know like. what an uncircumcised penis looks like. Mm-hmm. I like them. Yeah? I mean, I like them uncircumcised. I like them circumcised. You just like dicks. I really do. I love a dick. Yeah. But uh, like a uncircumcised penis is easier to jerk off. Because mm. it gives you like the extra It's like a sleeve. Skin. Yeah. It's like uh, those old toys from the 90s that Zany Brainies used to sell. I mentioned it on my podcast and people sent me a bunch of pictures of them. Can you look up um, Zany Brainy? Uh, jelly tube toy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I believe okay. this was invented by a man who was uncircumcised, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Man, I'm having a time." I. I think kids are gonna love this. I think little boys who are missing out on their foreskin should play with this. Does it roll in and out? Yeah. It just makes it really easy to like just kind of jerk. Can you put your dick in it? I don't think the hole is big enough for that. Mm. Now we're watching a video. Yeah, of a little girl. Yeah, see? It just, it's like never ending. That's, yes. Oh, that's, that's what it's like. Yep. <laughs> it's also so wild. Yeah, why is that a toy? It's, it's so weird. <laughs> this looks very Isn't sexual. It so phallic. The, the video we're also watching is like, is, this is definitely for pedophiles, right? <laughs> This little girl, the camera yes. is crotch level. The squishy toy is in her hand, and she's just like rolling yeah, it around. It's a little wild. Do you think it says anything for those? Like I grew, I had one when I was a kid. I oh. had one too. Oh, maybe so. Have people practice jerking something off? So when you oh. grow up, the men don't have to explain it to you. Yes, the boys get good at it, and the girls are open to it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the first dick you jerked off? Hmm, let me think about that. Do you do you remember? I'm now that I'm I've asked, I'm trying to think. Um I mean yeah. I Yeah. I guess it was my first boyfriend. Because uh, I didn't really do anything before that. I don't remember. I'm also not even cer- certain it was him. Maybe after that. Hmm. Do you remember the first time you were fingered? Yeah. It's it's not a good story. <laughs> Mine was outside a bar. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> also not a great story. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, let's move on from that. (laughs) Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org slash future. That's PlannedParenthood.org slash future. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada. And, you know, people talk and you're just like, oh, my God, this is annoying. 
And then you just hit an unsubscribe on a bunch of things you got subscribed to on your email. And you're like, what is happening? And I know you've dealt with yada yada before. Like when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding in the deep in fine print or bills that seem to keep going up for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have elsewhere. And yes, it's possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Stop by one of our over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora Jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. Boy, the history of Beyonce and Gwyneth Paltrow's friendship. This is a segment that we like to call Celebrity Best Best Friends. Wait, we don't really need it. So (laughs) this segment is called Celebrity Best Friends. <coughs> and I didn't know this, but Sashir brought it to my attention that Beyonce and Gwyneth Paltrow are best. They're very good they're, friends. They're, they're best friends. Seems like they're good friends. Yeah, they're like always talking about each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know about always. I don't think either of them do many interviews anymore. But oh, but for a time they were best friends. Mm-hmm. I honestly sometimes believe that Hollywood best friendships are not built to last. For a time, you have something in common. Yeah. And then you grow apart because you are very famous and, like, really living. Yeah, things happen. Uh-huh. You travel. So we got this picture of Gwyneth telling Beyonce something funny, which I don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce's got a mama, an okay wig. Um, let's see. The was- meet cute. This is the meet cute. There's speculation that they met through their husbands, Jay-Z mm-hmm. and Chris Martin. Mm-hmm. And Gwyneth ultimately explained that they met the couple at a benefit in New York some years back. We just kind of hooked up and became really close, she told Ellen DeGeneres in 2010. So this is a little this is a little old. Uh they're incredible people. They're very kind, generous, good, good people. Good, good. They got that good, that good. good, good. Uh I don't normally do that. Oh, so this is till 2015 they were friends. Mm -hmm. And now we got Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Gwyneth clapping at a concert. uh, It's probably a Coldplay concert. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something. Oh, Beyonce also performed with Coldplay at at the the Super Bowl. Oh, at the Grammys sports. (laughs) The Grammys of sports, (laughs) yes, the Super Bowl. Uh, Not that long ago, right? Yeah. Although Gwyneth and Chris split by by then. But maybe they're still friends. But maybe they're still, yeah, maybe they... Maybe, well, they consciously uncoupled. It's true. It was so, a conscious uncoupling. Yeah, and I think that means they they didn't end on bad terms. I guess so, Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess they didn't have to split up their friends because it was a conscious effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, so Beyonce said that she's incredible. She's a great friend on every level, which I think is really wild because Beyonce is not known to talk about anything in her personal life. I know. But it was at the premiere of her documentary, Life is But a Dream, mm. which there was billboards all over LA and they split up her name to make it spell Bay Once. And I was like, who is this Bay Once? <laughs> and I felt so stupid. Bay also, Once. the movie Widows, John and I thought it was Windows. So every time we passed the billboard, we'd be like, who's in the window? <laughs> And then we were telling our bit to his boyfriend. His boyfriend goes, Widows. 
The movie is Widows. Damn. <laughs> You've made Multiple John times. <laughs> That's like a mistake that you definitely would have made by yourself. And now, uh-huh. and now John's right there with me. <laughs> I think I screamed Windows and then I think he just never, never double checked. checked it. I was on a date once and <laughs> there was a drink. We were at like a tiki bar and it said bowl drinks. But I glanced at it and was like, what's a blow drink? And this man looked at me, looked at the menu, <laughs> looked at me again. And I was like, is he never going to tell me? And he went, Nicole, it says bowl. And then I threw my head back and laughed really hard. And I went, maybe I'm dyslexic. And he went, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? He dated me for a little bit after. So I guess I'll- jokes on him. Jokes on him. I'm still dumb. <laughs> There was one time we were driving, you were driving, I was in the passenger seat, and the speed limit said either, I think it said 35, and you said 55? And I was like, 35? It's just like a whole other number. It's not even, or maybe it's something else where I think both the numbers were wrong. You just completely read a different number, and I was like, no, just no, it's not that. Uh, I think what happens is I like see something, and then I just start talking. <laughs> Uh, do you remember when we got pulled over in oh Washington uh-huh. and we, we we rented a drop top BMW and immediately went to a thrift store uh-huh. <laughs> to stun on the poor people, <laughs> which was our joke. But like, that's we, not why we did not it. Why we did we it. We love deals. And we love thrift stores <laughs> and we bought things. Um, but we got pulled over cause I was speeding and the officer goes, do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, no, he goes, you were speeding. Why were you speeding? And I said, uh, look at this car. <laughs> you did. And then yeah, he, I don't even think you he hesitate. I think you're just like, look at this car. <laughs> it's a drop top BMW. It's cute. And he's like, okay. And just like walked away. <laughs> and then you were like, I didn't know I was speeding. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, any of these any other of options. The, just lie. And then I said, what if he comes back and I said I was trying to take you to freedom because you were wearing... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was wearing a headscarf. A headscarf. <laughs> I tried to take my sister to freedom. <laughs> and you were like, don't you dare. Yeah. And it took everything in me not to say it. It would have been so funny. I'm just like, just limit our interaction with this cop. I'm fully just trying Please. to die. You really being are. black getting pulled over and being like, let's see how funny we can get like, before I get shot. Crazy, we're two black women in a fancy car. I don't mm. think he likes that. Like, like <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here and don't talk to him anymore. And then he came back and he, and he, he gave us a, did he give us a ticket? Or yeah, a he gave me a fucking ticket. And you're like, I promise I won't do it again. And I was like, now you're admitting that you knew you did it. <laughs> well, I figure if I'd have paid $400 to the state of Washington, I'll let you know. Okay, so Beyonce. Oh, yes. Okay, the greatest perk of being their friend is I have a relationship with people who are also, who have similar, I mean, obviously I'm not as famous or successful as they are, the Oscar winner added humbly. That's so funny. Uh, So, yeah, she likes them because... uh, They're famous. They're both famous, yeah. I mean, Gwyneth really loves talking about her. She's a powerhouse, Gwyneth described Blue Ivy. (laughs) Blue Ivy's a powerhouse. Blue Ivy's a child. Hmm. She's like the boss of everything. And she can do all the choreography. (laughs) See a chandelier video. And she's just super smart. And I love her so much. That's hilarious. Do you remember when Beyonce was describing Blue Ivy to Oprah, I think? And Mm. she was like, she's fire. She is is fire. Wind. (laughs) She is. I love Beyonce. The way she speaks is truly like she is God. But she kind of is. Is slow. It's calculated. That is smart, though. I wanted to be better at interviews because I feel like I'm always like, um, and, uh, like, and, um, uh. I mean, it is hard. You interviews know? are hard. It's especially hard. when they just transcribe what you say. Totally. And they leave in all the likes and the ums yeah. and you're like, cool. Now I sound like Or they don't rephrase what you said to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a sentence earlier where Gwen was like, yeah, pausing and uh-huh, saying, and like, uh-huh. if you hear her, I'm sure it makes sense. But reading it, it's like, what is she saying? Let's see. Oh, so Gwyneth revealed that she got in touch with Beyonce and Jay-Z after the whole Met Gala uh, elevator incident with Solange. I never say, what's going on? She recalled her reaction to the news, meaning she wouldn't just sit there and speculate. If any of my friends had anything like that, I call right away. Absolutely. If someone's clearly going through something, I'll always go straight for it. Now, why is she talking about that? Um, Because they probably asked her about it. 
Yeah, but I'd still be like, that's their privacy. Like, that's their business. I think people have a really tough time with that. Like, uh, when you were on SNL, I had an interview where this guy was like, so, so she got SNL and you didn't. I said, yeah, that's how that happened. And he was like, and how do you feel about it? And I was like, I'm really proud of my friend and really happy for her. But, you know, I'm here to talk about my show. And then he was like, yeah, so, like, how is she doing there? And I was like, you'll have to ask her. And he's like, so you're not friends anymore? I said, no. We are friends. We talk every day, but it's her experience. You'll have to ask her. And he goes, oh, so you talk every day. So you are still friends. And I was like, yes. And he's like, so you don't, but you don't know what's going on with her and you don't talk about it. And I was seething in that moment because I was like, I already told you Mm -hmm. in all of the words I know possible that you have to ask her. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about somebody else. I try not to ever have a comment on something that's going on in pop culture just because like why I don't maybe I have an opinion about it but like honestly ask them yeah it's really annoying. like when the whole Kevin Hart thing was happening people kept asking me about it mm-hmm. and I was like you'll have to ask him yeah I mean he apologized he said he wasn't going to but then he did I don't know people That's him. just love clickbait and it's they like do. like this person's not even here no I've never worked with them yeah, I don't this, know him we're not talking about this project we're talking about something else now like I mean I guess, heaven forbid, have an article that's just about the topic you're talking Mm. about. But it's like, I hate having to do all this, like, conversational gymnastics to be like, I'm not talking about this right now. Like, Mm -hmm. we're talking, I want to talk about this movie I'm doing or this, or the stand-up that I'm, like, especially Mm -hmm. stand-up where I'm like, I'm only in this town to talk about stand-up. And yet you're, you're asking me about these other comics who are not here or my old job that I haven't worked at for two years Mm -hmm. or, like, just, like, so many things are, are not necessary, but they're just waiting for some clickbait it's it's like this is the time that you're gonna you you're the person i'm gonna tell all my secrets to right uh, oh yeah you're right this big is, mama and the gang in <laughs> huntsville alabama that's exactly who i'm gonna reveal all the tea to right. get out of so here annoying. um let's see let's um, should we do some voicemails oh yeah why are you rubbing your eye I think there's a who's um, in there. I think there's a hair in there or something or like a lash maybe. What would know. your parents do when you got a lash in your eye? Blow in my eye. Yes, that's not it. I don't think that's you what... tried to do that to me, <laughs> and you got really mad when I wouldn't let you like a freak. Wait, what? <laughs> you don't remember this? No. You were pissed at me. <laughs> this is when BB was in town, and we. Uh, Got or we we're trying to get drinks or dinner or something at that place downtown. It was like, it was like not a, that fun of a place. There's a pineapple oh, drink or something. Um, uh, Tom George's in downtown LA, one of the worst places I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I hate Tom George's in downtown LA. Wow. All right. Now, what would you like to say? <laughs> well, we were waiting for a table. We we're at the bar. I had it was rubbing my eye. I had something in my eye. You, I guess, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> called it out, and. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to rub it off. And you're like, well, let me just blow in it. And I was like, no, <laughs> not at this bar. <laughs> you're like, let me look in there. Let me blow in it. I was like, no, I do not want you to blow in my fucking eye as we're standing by the bar holding our drinks. And you're like, well, your eyeliners would come off. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm only talking to you and BB right now. I'm not trying to look good for anybody. And then you like shut down and we're so cold the rest of the night. And I was like, because you didn't blow in my eye. I don't. You're not my mom. Let me blow. In your eye. No, you weirdo. I don't let want me, you to blow in my eye. Let me just get some wind in my mouth no. and push it out into your eye. It was so weird. <laughs> and I was like, I got it. If I need help, I'll let you know. Let me blow in your eye. No. Um, I can't explain why <laughs> I got mad at it you. It was so weird. You just chose to be mad about that. Well, what a treat to talk about Gwyneth and Beyonce and Jay and, and Chris Martin. Who's Chris Martin dating now? Um, I don't know. He was dating Jennifer Lawrence at that point, and then that But then she started, she started dating Darren Aronofsky, the, the, the Black Swan Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're done, too. Oh, Dakota Johnson. Wow. Wow. Okay. So his type is white. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's three white women in a row. Can you imagine? Can you imagine only dating white people? Well, you can. (laughs) I actually can. (laughs) I don't wear makeup often, but when I do, I want to make sure I can use products that work for my skin and look good for my skin color. And so that's why I like Thrive Cosmetics. 
Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Their Brilliant Eye Brightener can be used as highlighter-eyeshadow combo that makes your eye look effortless. It comes in 16 buildable shades to choose from and play with. Their easy-to-use Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. It holds like wax and blends like a powder. I love the waterproof eyebrow liner because most of the time I just do my eyebrows and walk out the door. I like having a nice little like finished look. It looks like I tried, but I really didn't. I don't need multiple things. I don't need a brush and then a separate liner and then a separate color and blah, blah, blah. It's all one thing and it's great. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash best friends. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash best friends for 10% off your first order. Black representation in the media means so much to me. I loved Whoopi Goldberg growing up and I was like, oh, that's the woman who like, she, she's got the same skin tone as me. She kind of looks like me and I can do it. So honestly, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Well, let's listen to a voicemail. Yes, my name is Kate, and I am in college, and I see my best friend all the time. And when you see your best friend all the time, sometimes you get into this weird roadblock of when you're both just apologizing because you feel like you've weirdly offended each other. Um, so sometimes you get stuck in a you get stuck in like a little bit of a cycle where like I say I'm sorry, and she says she's sorry that I feel bad, and I say I'm sorry that she feels bad, and so it never ever ever stops. So what's a good way to put a stop to that? You guys are both fantastic. Whoa. That's literally never happened to me before. Yeah. <laughs> um, a cycle of apologies. Hmm. I mean, that's a nice problem to have. At least they're both yeah. apologizing for something. Um, what are y'all doing? Tossing each other down the stairs? Well, they're in college, so probably not much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So one person's apologizing and the other person's like no i'm sorry i made you feel bad no i'm sorry i made you feel mm-hmm. bad i mean honestly what a dream i can't even you know how many times i wanted someone to say i'm sorry i made you feel bad i can't even imagine what that's like <laughs> um but i guess one of you just stops saying sorry maybe get to the root of why you keep apologizing to people mm, yeah like, what is going on that you guys are so apologetic yeah it also feels like mm, i guess when you're like close to a person Mm -hmm. you don't have to apologize so much yeah i think you only really need to apologize to someone you see all the time and are super close with is if you see a change where like like if if i'm with you and you're quieter than usual after i've said something maybe racy Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) maybe racy (laughs) I'll go. Did I cross the line? Uh, do you are, is are we okay? Mm-hmm. I don't. Also, I feel like we don't really get mad at each other. No, I don't. No, and it also I feel like gets squashed very quickly. Yeah, this sounds like a young person problem, honestly. Yeah, it feels like. Hey, uh, Kate. Sorry, we're too old. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, when you hit thirty, you just you, you stop caring fucking, about. Yeah. Is, is this person oh, that okay? Because yeah. I feel that might be a situation where it's like, uh, someone said this bothers me, and you're like, oh, sorry for making you feel bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I even made you feel uncomfortable by bringing it up. Mm-hmm. That part's not necessary. You don't have to apologize yeah. for making the other person feel bad because you brought up a thing that made you feel bad. Yeah. As long as you're on the same page and that person is aware of it now, that's the end of it. They don't. You don't need to 
there's nothing you need to be sorry about for even bringing it up. You bring it up because you need to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Not because, yeah, whatever. That's not a moment for e- for either of you to feel comfortable. It's okay if it's un- uncomfortable. Uncomfortable moments happen all the time. It's mm-hmm. a relationship, and they will continue yeah. to happen. Relationships are like underwear, you know? They'll be uncomfortable sometimes? They cover your pussy, but sometimes <laughs> you'll get a frontal wedgie. That's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> oh, where did you think it was going to go? Something about... Being uncomfortable or like yeah, some frontal sort of- wedgie is uncomfortable. Okay, have you ever had a front wedgie where there's fucking fabric in your pussy and you're trying to walk around an amusement park? <laughs> wow, very specific. <laughs> and it's fucking the day before New Year's Eve and everyone in Florida is hideous and you your underwear is just like maybe two sizes too small and you have to wait an hour to fucking like even get to the front to get on a fucking ride and then some of these rides aren't even good fucking rides oh actually that has happened to me now that you said it all out loud that actually the exact same thing happened to me okay let's read this email do you would you like me to read it I'd like you to read it okay Nicole and and Sashir, comma, hello. I have a best friend who I met online 12 years ago. We have never lived in the same town, but we visit each other once or twice a year. Sometimes for a weekend. Sometimes for a few weeks. It never feels like enough time with them. Last year, I moved to the Bay Area. After that, my bestie moves to San Diego. Circumstances have arose recently, and now I'll be moving down south to live with my best friend. I am both excited and nervous. I have lived with friends before and also lost friendships because of budding personalities and habits. Budding? Budding. But! (laughs) Have you... (laughs) That's all what the person typed. That's all. (laughs) Yes, this isn't me trying to do a joke. Have you two ever had to share space for a long time with each other? Did you have some rough patches? How did you uh, both work through it? Thank you so much, Maddie. P.S. I've been such a big fan of both of you forever and root for your success daily. (laughs) Congratulations on being beautiful and thriving. uh, And thank you for feeding us excellent comedy content. Maddie, what a treat. Thank you. Keep us in your prayers every fucking day. Thank you, Maddie. Um, um, what's the longest we've ever been in the same space together? When we went to uh, Mexico and then Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. that was. Uh, I think that was like two weeks yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Pretty uninterrupted. Um, I think we did get a little snippy sometimes, but like it's two weeks uninterrupted. Yeah. We're like, it's just the two. It was of us. just the two of us. Like in Mexico, it was truly just the two of us. We couldn't make any friends at this fucking resort. <laughs> Nobody, no matter how hard we tried, <laughs> except for that one old lady. Oh my gosh, she loved you. There was this old lady with her daughter, and they were walking, and she had this big necklace. Or no, her daughter had a big necklace, and she had like a cute tank top or something. So I went, oh my goodness, I love your necklace to the daughter. And then I looked at the older woman, I went, I know you need a compliment too. This tank top is very cute. So just so you know, you're you're cute too. I know you needed to hear that. And she was like, ha! You knew it! You knew I needed to hear that I was cute, too! And she was like, ha, 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 And I was like, oh, let me get the fuck away from this woman. She loves me too much. So then we ran into them later, and I was with you, and I told you the story. And the lady was like, it's you! You knew I needed a compliment. I told my sister, my brother, my son-in-law, my other son, I called Canada long distance. And then the daughter was like trying to push her away. Like, come on, mom. Like, let's go. Leave these nice ladies alone. <laughs> but it was, she just, she loved it. She really did. And I think it's just because I like, I don't know, really just read her fully to her face. Yeah. She's like, you know, you know it. You know I'm selfish and cute. Can't even see my daughter get a compliment without trying to steal the compliment. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what was this? Oh, okay. Wait, can, yeah, I guess the question we, is like... How- we could never live together. I agree. And I fully know that. Yeah. It's like when we share a hotel room, one side is messy. It's mm-hmm. very terrible. <laughs> and then I'm like complaining I can't find anything. And it's like, well, yeah, because you dumped everything on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then yours is very neat. You don't use drawers like a psychopath. <laughs> you... <laughs> Everything is very neat. If I ever saw you put a thing in a drawer in a hotel, I would probably rethink our whole friendship. <laughs> like, if you hung up things other than a coat, I would rethink our relationship. Wait a minute. Sometimes I do, though. No, I've never seen it. 
Wait, but do you, are you saying you like that or you no, don't? No, I do not. It'd be crazy. You put your shit in drawers at a hotel? It depends on how long I'm staying you there. You don't live there. That's not <laughs> your home. Those are not your drawers. <laughs> you, yes, Why you, would you put things in drawers you just take out later? So Keep it not, in a suitcase, baby. So, so it's not like a huge pile on the floor. Hmm. <laughs> Wait. So you do use drawers? Yeah. I've never seen this. I guess. This is sick. <laughs> I don't know if it this was is a, disgusting. I don't know if it was an option before. Wait, do you use drawers in hotels? No. Jordan? Nobody does. Yeah, you're sick. Y'all are ganging up on me. You're sick. <laughs> and I bet you if we found anybody roaming the streets outside, they would all say no. We're bring not it, bring psychopaths. <laughs> you know what, though? My, my mom always uses the door <laughs> for the hotel. She always, like, puts, un- completely impacts the suitcase, uses the closet, uses it. I, She's an older woman. <laughs> But I, if you're gonna be somewhere for a while, you how don't, long? How long? I don't know, like a Th- week. A or week. So, then you don't want to just like keep rummaging through your suitcase. You want to like have your stuff out so it's organized and you can see it. You fold shirts and put them in drawers of hotels. I don't fold. <laughs> shirts. <laughs> insane i just put this all is the in- wildest thing i've ever heard in my life this is nuts I just put i'm so t- mad i'm steamed <laughs> i'm steamed i'm riding an alligator i'm so mad i got papa <laughs> my lid is blown i'm so angry all right well, oh my god guess i'm weird sorry <laughs> guess this is a crime um but honestly i don't think i would ever live with my best friend i don't think i would either but I, well, I have lived with best friends. I lived with my best friend, Evan, on and off for like, I don't know, five years or something. But it was like more off than on. And when we lived together, we would get into a lot of fights. Uh, so like we just, we did not work living together. But like mm-hmm. he's my dear friend and I love him dearly. Um, Jen Jen became my best friend after we lived together. Um, John Milheiser also became like my best friend or like my dear friend after living together. So I think, but also it takes a very special person to live with me. <laughs> a very special person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like friends that I was friends with before we lived together, I don't, that's, I can't do that. Yeah. Like Mateo and I became really close mm-hmm. while we were living together and after, but we didn't know each other at all before mm-hmm. he moved in. I couldn't live with Mateo after knowing him. Yeah. That sounds mean. Uh, what I mean is like his, um, how do I say this nicely? I mean, it's not mean. It's just like, I know I couldn't live with him. That's what, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, like, I think we would really grind each other's gears. <laughs> really grinding my gears. <laughs> uh, I think that's like, um, you're, you find similarities in friends, and mm-hmm. that's where your friendship really kind of starts with, like, things you have in common and stuff. Yeah. And then having too much in common with somebody, and then, like, and then you have, like, full-blown, like, other thoughts than that person. Like... Like you putting your stuff in hotel drawers, like <laughs> deal breaker, man. I could never live with you. I think you also need a, a caretaker slash roommate. <laughs> you need someone to like wake you up, <laughs> find you food, <laughs> clean up a little bit after you. Uh, you are clean. You're not, you're not like disgusting. No, I'm uh, uh, cluttered. Yeah. Clut- I'm a very cluttered person, papers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Takes me a long time to go through my mail. Ugh. I mean, when I saw John folding your laundry, I was like, could never. Could never, would never. Definitely, no. <laughs> I didn't even ask imagine. him to. And, and but, you know, I'm sure something happened where he was like, I feel like I have to. I never asked him to. He just know. did it. Well, then I don't want that either. I don't want to be like, Hypnotized oh, no. into something. Where I, what? I left stuff in the dryer for the last two days. <laughs> you just remembered that? Yes. <laughs> Fuck, because I got home Sunday. Well, it's dry, right? It should be. Well, then that's fine. It's not, like, wet. Yeah. It'd be worse <laughs> if it was sitting in the washer. I'm just really trying to, like, finish tasks. Yeah. Oh, Sunday I didn't take my medicine. This explains it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Sick. All right. Um, okay. Hi, Nicole and Sashir. My best friend and I have been, like, sisters since we were 13 years old. We've remained extremely close, despite residing in two different states and having polar opposite lifestyles. She was engaged to a couple... Oh, no. To complete as, to a complete asshole. And after going on vacation with me, she decided to end the engagement. After the breakup, she was doing really well, meeting lots of new people. But the asshole found his way back into her life. And now they're back together! 
together. He, uh oh, he blames me for ending the engagement Whoa. and becomes enraged when he hears her on the phone with me. Woof. Oh She's unhappy in the relationship, but for some reason can't leave him again. Oh no, he's beginning to drive a wedge in our friendship. It stresses me out when she calls because, oh my God, I don't want him to yell at her for being on the phone with me. I hate that we have to sneak around in order to continue our 14 year long friendship. Oh, so she's 27. Should I distance myself from her until she finally leaves him or should I continue to speak my mind about how toxic he is? I love you both so much. Congrats on the podcast. This is tough. Damn. I think honestly... Your friend needs to get into some sort of therapy. Yeah. Because that's abusive. Yeah. That's he's fully yelling at her? abusive. Yelling at her for talking to her friend. Yes. Because he thinks that if she continues talking to her friend, they're going to break up again, which is like him, like him setting limits on who she speaks to on the phone is fully abuse. But that's not the person who asked us the question. I think you need to tell your friend that she needs to talk to someone who's not you about like fully talk to a therapist yeah. about the relationship because I think she's an abusive relationship. Yeah. Um, and if you tell your friend this, tell her that um, it's not just like therapy therapy. She can do sliding scale therapy, which she just has to bring a pay stub um, and they'll just, you know, based on what she makes that week or whatever, like you pay like, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's also an app on the phone where you can text a therapist. I don't think that's too expensive. Um, but I do think you need like a third party person to, cause if you say this is a bit abusive and if you say he's bad for you, then like, I, it's a tough thing. Cause like yeah. they get married and then you're the one at the wedding who was like, I, I was the one who was shitting on this whole relationship. And yeah. then, yeah, you can't force this friend to do anything. Yeah. Uh, you can bring forth the topic, mm -hmm. but it's up to that person on their own to yes. decide if this relationship is serving them in a healthy way. Yeah, I was in a bad thing, and I would talk to you about it a lot. And I would say two out of ten times you would go, I really don't like this, and I think this is bad. But the other eight times you didn't say anything, which, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's, like, helpful or whatever, but, like, I know it's bad. I didn't need you to tell me all ten times. I just needed you to listen to me. Yeah. And yeah, there was like uh, there were moments when I realized you weren't telling me stuff, and I was like, "Well, I'd rather hear the stuff mm -hmm. than not hear it at all." So I'll just listen, and then when I think it's getting really bad, I'll just be like, "Hey, this is mm -hmm. something I think should stop." Yeah, uh, this this is tricky though because it's him being like, "I don't want you to talk to your friend," and him yeah, yelling at friend. her. Yeah, and the friend's like yeah. sneaking conversations. Yeah, like ah, uh, and then maybe you say to your friend. Are you are you like sneaking this call? Like, are you are you talking at full volume inside, or are you sneaking? Mm -hmm. And if she goes, "I'm sneaking," be like, "Listen to yourself. You're sneaking yeah. to speak to anybody on the phone. That's wild." Yeah, just point out what's actually happening. Yeah, you feel like you can't openly speak in your own home yeah. to your friend. Maybe that's there's wild. something wrong with that. And then, if that's a thing that you have to do, like. It's kind of like improv. If that's true, what else is true? Like, mm -hmm. what other weird shit does he do that you don't realize is mm -hmm. bad? Yeah, it's, it might take some, like, tricky wordplay, yeah. but just helping her see, like, instead of you pointing out, mm -hmm. he's doing this, he's doing this. Yeah, be like, he, just kind of guide out her. The reaction, her reactions to his insane behavior. Yeah. I think would probably be helpful. Yeah. I can but tell I, you're feeling this because yeah. this happened. But I do think a therapist or, For like sure. a third party needs to intervene. I think so, too. Yeah. let's Or just, like, grab her, put her on a bus, and get the fuck out of town. Y'all girls, get your ass to a different side of the mm -hmm. country. Or, that's one option. Uh-huh. Second option. We got pretty lax gun laws here. <laughs> get thee to a gun store. Thelma and, and Louise this shit. Fucking shoot this man. And drive off a cliff so you don't go to jail. Yes. That's that's what you should do. No, but truly a therapist. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Woo. Oh, hey, love y'all. Both can't wait for the podcast. My question's about my best friend's trash ass boyfriend. <laughs> okay. They did it for two years before I met her. And all I ever hear from her is about, about how trash she was, including the fight they had in the middle of the street where he said she was too fat to ever find another guy. By the way, 
He gained 200 pounds since they got together, so this is clearly a sore point for him. After we had been friends for about a year, they broke up. She talked about how good she felt and that she felt like her self-esteem was so much higher and she deserved better. Fast forward to a couple months ago, the inevitable happened where your friend gets back with their shitty ex and you have to pretend like you didn't say horrible things about them. Anyway, I decided that if she's happy, I'm happy. I won't say anything, apparently. I'm her only friend that's done that, though. Last week, I was hanging out with the two of them and for the first t- uh, for the first time since they got back together, and this trash-ass man started treating me like shit. I know. I've spoken to her about it, and she was appalled by it, but, like, I don't know how much longer I can pretend to be fine with this relationship. Uh, the other night, she complained about him when we were drunk, but she would never talk about it sober. I know she has family pressure to get married and have babies now that she's 30. Damn, we gotta stop doing this to women. Truly. That's me, Nicole, saying that. So, I'm scared she'll end up with this garbage person out of fear. So how do I help her getting uh, to get out of this rut without being unsupportive? Sincerely, trying to take out the trash. Mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, this, again, is like the last letter. Yeah. But I do think pointing out how shittily he's treating you in person while she's there is helpful. Yeah. To be like, hey, girl. Get your mans. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what he just said to me? Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful. Yeah. I can't hang out with you when you do that. Yeah, yeah. So I can't be with you to get, like, I think that's a very helpful thing to be like, to just point out the shitty things he's doing. I think so, too. Um, he gained 200 pounds. <laughs> and like, not to be, like, not to be an asshole, but that's a lot of weight to gain in two years. And then he's yelling at her, at her that she's weight. too fat. That's his own insecurity, for sure. Yeah, seems like you're both little fatties. Um, And then, did the friends react to her saying that he was mean to her? She was appalled. Uh, And that was it. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. she probably was like, I can't believe you said that. And then friend was like, yeah, I can't believe he said that. But instead of someone being like, hey, you can't fucking say that. You can't say that, yeah. Um, Also, I don't know if you've told your friend this, but like... All women should know that you don't have to get married by the age of 30 and you don't have to have a baby by the age of 30. Yeah. There are different ways that you can have a baby later in life. Society puts this insane pressure on women and it's not fair. No. Uh, And also, why? So you have to get married so you're going to marry this fucking nasty ass dude? No, just like, I mean, I don't know what your friend's financial thing is, but... Um, I'm about to start looking into freezing my eggs. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to just have that off the table. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I don't have to rush to get a partner right now so I can get pregnant by this age so my eggs are healthy. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you do have the means, maybe yeah, look into it. That. So that's, you just have that security blanket. And then when you're looking for a partner, you're truly just looking for someone who you mm-hmm. love and who actually treats you well and, and that you want to spend your life with just and not someone that pressure, to yeah. get you pregnant real quick. Um, I'm never going to freeze my eggs. No. I'm going to see if they're going to be cracked up by the time I want kids. See if there's yolk everywhere of me. <laughs> what? What? No. What? Do you remember when we did improv? And I can't remember what led into this, but you were like something about having two In character, eggs. I was like, yeah, Megan. I mean, we only have two eggs. And then you, the improviser, went, wait a minute. Hey, friend. Do you think women only have two eggs? And I was like, yeah, like still kind of in character. But like Nicole was like, yeah, there are eggs. There's two. And then you were like, no, there's millions. And I was like, what? There's <laughs> so, OK, not millions, but there's like definitely thousands. A lot more I don't know. Here, I'll explain to you where I where the fuck I was coming from. OK, so if you look at a diagram of the female reproductive system, you got two eggs and then you have you the mean full- ovaries? Yes. But to me, they look like eggs. They're shaped like fucking eggs. Okay. So you thought that. So the- those. So I thought the ovaries were two eggs. Okay. And I thought they would suck up into the fallopian tube. And then we would no longer have an ovary. No, you'd grow a new one. Like oh. chickens lay eggs. What? I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, that's totally what? irrelevant. What? That's what? <laughs> yes, chicken lay so, chickens lay eggs. <laughs> so I thought we would lay an egg. The egg would go to where the egg left. <laughs> and then, so, okay, to me, I thought the egg would go through the fallopian tube, land in the uterus, and then the sperm would swim up to the egg. The egg would crack open. <laughs> And the sperm 
with like uh, fertilize the yolk or whatever is inside the egg, and then a and baby. the egg still cracked. <laughs> yeah, the the egg cracks and then like disintegrates or something, and, <laughs> and then the sperm fertilizes the yolk, and then a baby is born. <laughs> That's what I thought, but I have since learned that they're called ovaries because it's Latin for ovum. Ovum means egg, and eggs are inside. Yeah, girl. And I learned that last year <laughs> on my podcast in real time with uh, Megan Nuringer, wow. who I fucking adore. Well, I'm glad that yeah. you learned. Yeah, thanks. You also used to think that a hamburger could get your... Great. Yes. <laughs> so did you not want me to bring that up? No, it's fine. So when I was younger, I thought sesame seeds on hamburger buns would implant into a woman. <laughs> baby would grow so i used to knock seeds off my bun because i didn't want a seed to grow inside me i'm not getting pregnant you're not tricking me (laughs) and then i i asked my mother where babies came from and i explained that to her and she went who told you that and i was like nobody i just like really figured it out on my own and i think what happened was like my mom would always be like well what do you think and then i'd go um well and then kind of like figured it out as like went along and then be like, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's got to be it. Well, I'm glad you know I can't now. believe you didn't think that like eggs, that that was like an egg and they cracked open and stuff. Like, I, yeah, I didn't think. Well, I guess I saw um, Look Who's Talking really young. Do you oh, remember that? That's where the babies talk. Or was it Look Who's Talking now? There's Wait. Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking too. Which one? Yeah, the one one is dogs, one's babies. What? It's Look Who's Talking too. Right. Where it's the intro. Yeah, the intro where there's a sperm swimming to the egg, and, uh-huh. they're, and they're all, like, racing and talking to each other, and they're like, I'm going to get in there. And then the sperm, like, goes inside the egg, and then, psh. And the egg doesn't crack open? Uh, it does not crack <laughs> open. There's, like, a little split for the sperm to go in we there, but I think it, then I think it closes back up. And then the baby grows inside. Imagine if we could lay eggs. Okay, sure. <laughs> I guess we Wouldn't that be funny if you could eat from yourself? Ew. What, you wouldn't eat your own eggs? No, because that's if, like cannibalism. Not when you eat yourself. What? Hmm? <laughs> are they, do are there humans inside these eggs? No, there's yolk. But the, if a Chickens? chicken lay no, stop it. If a chicken lays an egg, yeah. what do you think the yolk is? Yolk. <laughs> Where do you it's think a chicken half the chi- it's like half chi- it's like a chicken jizz. It's like the chicken juice. No, it turns into a chicken. The yolk turns into a chicken. It becomes a chicken if you don't eat it. If you, if you, oh no, you gotta cry. <laughs> I, thought, I thought sometimes chickens would lay eggs with yolk, and then sometimes they laid chickens with eggs. And you just didn't know what you were gonna get. Wait, how does the yolk become a chicken? How does the yolk become a chicken? <laughs> I need a tissue. Oh no! Yeah, do we have any tissue? She's truly crying. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I don't understand I how chickens work. If it's a fertilized egg, uh-huh. uh huh. If the chicken has been impregnated and then it's like warmed and shit, then like they hatch into a a chicken. But sometimes, have you ever cracked an egg and sometimes there's like a little red dot? You look so scared. <laughs> no, I think that's like it was like on its way to become a chicken. But like. If I, it's okay. So take, take your time. It's okay. I, there's no okay. I don't understand. Why not? No. <laughs> why don't? Why don't? Why not? Why? Okay. So a chicken lays an egg. We yes, this is true. How does the yolk become a chicken? I feel so dumb right now. It's, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I think if it's a fertilized egg, like yes. if a rooster impregnated. Yes. Uh, a chicken. Yes, the egg would have a chicken in it. Yeah. And sometimes, so like what? A chicken has a period, and the period is the egg with the yolk in it? I found a, a video that might help. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. okay. let's watch the video. Yeah, I'm going to explain Whoa. how chickens reproduce. This woman. Let's go. Welcome mm-hmm. to Becky's Homestead. Yes, Becky! <laughs> Two million people have watched Becky's Homestead. <laughs> That's not two million. Oh wait, two hundred thousand. Those eggs will not be fertile, oh. and they will never hatch into a baby. 
The rooster does his little rooster dance, and then he jumps on top of the hen and breeds her. The egg gets fertile inside the chicken uh, before she lays the egg. Okay. Hens are not like fish, where they lay a pile of eggs in the water, and then afterward, the boy fish comes and fertilizes the egg. Whoa! Chickens are not like that. They need the egg fertilized while it's and still, still inside. inside. Them. Okay, I feel good about will- this. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, why did we even start talking? Wait, we're talking about ovaries, but yeah. why are we talking about that? Mm. Oh, fertilizing eggs. Boy. Why were we talking about fertilizing or, eggs? Uh, freezing eggs, I mean. Oh, wow. So this woman doesn't feel obligated to stay with this dude. Yes, 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 before yes. Before okay. her eggs go dry or whatever. Wow. <laughs> so ultimately, just go get a chicken. Yeah, go get a chicken. <laughs> Okay, well, you can leave us an email or a voicemail. The email is N-I-C-O-L-E-A-N-D-S-A-S-H-E-E-R at gmails.com or gmail.com. <laughs> and then the number to call is 424-645-7003. And honestly, we're done. That's it. That feels really good. It yeah. feels good. Good night, Sashir. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Good night, world. Good night, Sashir. Good night, world. Good night, Nicole. <laughs> and we're back! This episode's not ending! We're oh, no. That's how we start? <laughs> no. Bye-bye. Bye. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I had a charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Hello. Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. (laughs) No, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. (laughs) Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.